I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Decommission. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Here, here <laughs> to say welcome to Decommission. The penultimate week of Halloween time I for love, us on the I love podcast. Penultimate. I need to use that more often. It's such a good word. Mm-hmm. For people who don't know, penultimate means the second to last. Mm-hmm. I learned that in, in band class. The penultimate note <laughs> of a piece. Yeah. It's it's funny though because penultimate is actually lar- longer, like more has more syllables than second to last. Yeah. So it's like, why did we because it just sounds fun to say. Wait, it's the same. I'm an idiot. I counted second. I think I counted second as one, one <laughs> syllable because I'm. I just started a new job that requires me to wake up at five thirty in the morning, and leave my house an hour later and get into L.A. traffic, which, mind you, right now isn't that bad in the morning. To arrive oh to work gosh. a half an hour early so that I don't, I'm not late. I didn't even think about the fact that. Traffic it's isn't gonna be as bad right now, and it's going to get worse once things mm-hmm. start opening. I forgot about that. I feel so bad for you. In the morning, it's not that bad. Like, the thing is, in the morning, it only, like, I only have to spend, like, maybe an extra five to ten minutes on the road. It's coming back that's really going to be bad. Because coming back is already, like, doubly long. Right. I, if I did, if there was no traffic, it would take me 35 minutes to get to work. Yeah. At least you won't have that anxiety. Like, going into work, you always have that anxiety of, like, I'm going to be late if I don't leave yeah. early. But coming home is just whatever. Exactly. Um, in the morning, like I leave at six fifty and I arrive at seven thirty, so it's like a forty minute drive. So it's not that bad. But at in the evening, I leave at like five ten and I get home after six. So oh, yeah, at some point, Ethan and I will move more centralized. But the thing is, he's working in the opposite direction from where we live right now, so it just doesn't make any sense yeah. for us to move at the moment. Right. He's obviously trying to get a different job. And he's been for a while. But the fact that I got this job, it's not like I'm not qualified. I am qualified. But I I feel very lucky. I mm-hmm. feel very, very fortunate. There's a lot of people out there probably looking for jobs right now. So yeah. you got it. And, nice and this job. is my first, like, adult, adult job where I get, like, all benefits. I get sick days. Woo-hoo! I've never had sick days in my Pay life. time off. We love it. I had PTO at my job in Japan and my job as a nanny. They actually gave me 10, 10 days PTO, but they didn't give me any. They obviously didn't give me health insurance. They didn't because so I got that job through care.com and care.com. You can actually sign up for them to pay into a benefits program if they want to do that. But my, my family didn't want to do that because they were like, well, we'll just be paying more for you to make less. And we don't want to do that. I'm like, cool. What if I get sick? But thanks. At that point, I wasn't, I was not 26 yet. I didn't turn 26 until I was in Japan, so it was fine. I was just on my parents' insurance, but their insurance is so ridiculously, ridiculously, what is the word? Um, Ridiculously ridiculous. Specialized, specialized. Yeah, it is ridiculously (laughs) ridiculous, but it's really specialized and and it's it's in service is, well, actually at this point, when I got hired, they were still in Wisconsin, so it was still under that insurance and that insurance was way more specialized than this insurance that they have now and that this one now they they're they can get out of service care for oh out of not as much out of pocket out of network thank you for not as much out of pocket but when they were in the wisconsin network it was ridiculous you had to go in network 
Yeah. I guess we have the choice where we can do in-network or out-of-network, and I always Mm -hmm. just choose in-network because I hardly ever go anyway, (laughs) but... Not that it would be much. I mean, I don't pay anything for in-network, so it's not like I'd be paying a lot if yeah. it was out of network. But I have to talk to my dad because I actually have like a choice of plans. They're all Blue Cross, but I have to, which is fine. But I have to, I have to cho- choose the plan, and I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never actually picked an insurance before. Mm-hmm. I, I got, I was doing California State insurance that was like unemployment insurance, basically, and I have to get off of that and get onto my new work insurance. It's it's crazy. Like I'm not mind you, I'm making like minimum wage, but that's better than making nothing. Yeah. Minimum wage in California is also better than here, so that's good. Yeah. It's there's also a lot of upward mobility at this job, so that's that's good. Mm-hmm. No, I'm very, very lucky. I was talking to my dad and he was I was like, I just feel really lucky. Like I I, I don't think it's not that I don't think I I'm qualified for this job. I just I just don't it's not that I don't think I don't deserve it, but there's a lot of that kind of like nagging at me where I'm like, other people have been looking for jobs for longer than me. Like my sister looked for a job for longer than me. Ethan's still looking for a job. The girl that I'm replacing at this job, she was like searching for a job for like twice as long as I did. So it's just kind of, it's just, I just feel, I feel a little bit like it shouldn't be me. But my dad was like, you know, well, I was like, I feel really lucky. And he was just like, well, you know, I don't think of it as luck. I think of it as diligence. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of a mixture of both. I mean, I have been applying to jobs every day since February. Right. And that and the fact that you're willing to get your foot in the door and take a minimum Mm -hmm. wage job in the industry. Like you're not trying to shoot like for the highest up position right now. You're, you know that you're gonna have to work. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that it's in the industry is what's crazy to me because I mean, I've been applying to things that aren't necessarily in the entertainment industry. And I got a couple, I've gotten, I think, a handful of interviews. I've gotten only, okay, I've applied to dozens upon dozens of jobs. And I've heard back from maybe 80, 85% of them. Otherwise, they don't, they just don't send anything, which mm-hmm. I think is insane and so rude. And there's right, no at least point. in a generic just email. Boilerplate. Just send a boilerplate message that says, thank you, but no thank you. And... I've been applying for jobs in the entertainment industry, which is obviously my first choice, the education industry, and then just the administrative industry. And I've only heard back from one in the entertainment industry, a couple in education, and one in administrative. So I just feel... I, it, it, it's not even that I feel lucky to have a job. I feel so lucky to have a job in the industry that I want that is actually putting my foot in the door in so many ways mm-hmm. and it's just it's 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 unbelievable and i'm i'm this job makes me really nervous it's not even that, that it's that hard but it's just like i feel i have such bad imposter syndrome right now and it's like really nagging at me and i feel like i'm gonna do a bad job and i just like i don't know it's it, it's 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 dumb and i understand that but it's also because like i'm older i'm not that old like i'm 27 that's not that old but like mm-hmm. i feel like it's I feel old to have an entry level job, which is again dumb because I have a, like one of my coworkers that's the same job as me. He's also twenty seven and he's only been here, been in that job for a year and a half. Like that's, it's not like he's been there since he was straight out of college. The girl mm-hmm. I'm replacing though is two years younger than me, and she's been there for two years. And it's like okay, well, that sucks. Right. <laughs> I feel well, I, mean, I feel yeah, so old. That she started before you two, like you. You were living in Japan for a year, like you were doing all these other things. What's interesting where... about this company is that the CEO and his brother, they're from Chicago, and a lot of people are from Chicago. So interesting. 
These Chicago people. I have a lot of people that I can talk to about Chicago. That one of our one of my coworkers is also from Chicago, and I've had I've been talking to him, and and it, I told him, you know, he's asking me like about you know my career path and whatever, and I was like, I went to Chicago, and he's like, oh, what did you do in Chicago? And I was, I was like, I had to nanny, and I liked nannying. Don't get me wrong, I really liked the kids that I nannied, but. I could not find a foot in the door in any job because I ran out of money so fast mm-hmm. before I could even just find a job. And it was... I wish I'd been a little bit more patient to maybe see what I could get, but Chicago, I I have a real soft spot for Chicago. There's a lot that I love about it, but it was not a place for me to live. And that's what I'll say. Like, it's... I... There are places where people can live and places where people can't live. And it's just... It's just a gut feeling. Like, I know for a fact that I could never live in Tokyo. I I couldn't Mm -hmm. do it. It's just not for me. But I can live in New York. Like, it's just... It's just... It's because New York is much tighter. Like, it's a much smaller, like, map. Tokyo is sprawling. It's not a walkable city. New York is very walkable. Right. I also feel like you'll... You just have more opportunities in... LA and like theater in New York yeah I mean obviously there's opportunities in Chicago too but I feel like there's more variety but it's so the thing about Chicago is that there's it's not even that the lack of variety it's the fact that Chicago is so clicky you have to know you have to be in someone's network you have to Mm -hmm. like I know a bunch of people who I from my college and from everything like that where I know people who lived in New York, I know people who live in Chicago, I know people who live in LA. I don't know that many people from my college who live in LA, but actually I only know two, I think. One of them is nannying and one of them is writing. And I think that's it. But in Chicago, in New York, I had people who were working in the entertainment industry, not working in the entertainment industry, trying to work in the entertainment industry, but having trouble, which like I have no, I don't fault anyone in. But in Chicago, I felt like nobody was actually making any headway anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was struggling, and there were people who were really enjoying it. Like one of my one of my classmates, who's a couple years older than me, she loves Chicago. She's from New York, and she just loves Chicago. She's been there since she graduated, and it just feels like a good place for her. And that's great. I want to be able to to live anywhere. I do, but Chicago was not good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. It, there was just something about it and I there's nothing I can I can really like put my finger on because there's a lot of stuff I love about Chicago the Cubs are there I could go to Cubs games at Wrigley and I love Wrigley the Art Institute, Art Institute is there which the is Dearborn great is it's one there. of my favorite the Dearborn <laughs> is there it's got great theater they aren't paid very well which is ridiculous but I can't do anything about that right now it's a good place like it's a good place to visit, and when you come back, it we'll is. probably go visit there often. And it's not a bad place to live, and there's the, the reason that I didn't like it is because of things that I like. Like, there wasn't a good art store near me, which I need. I need an art store. Mm-hmm. I, there were a couple blicks, but that's it. There weren't any... I grew up in a city that had this wonderful art store, and then I went to school in New York, and there were wonderful art stores in New York. And the fact that there wasn't any on the north side of Chicago near me was crazy there was one but it was like it was like really really small and was not not stocked well and it was really disappointing what's the one what's the one you grew up with that was the wisconsin craft market which recently closed okay i was like wait are you talking about one in stoughton that i don't know of or (laughs) no i just i basically i've gotten so used to just telling people that i grew up in madison no that makes sense did yeah i was as that was my other guess i'm like she's probably talking about madison and the wisconsin craft. yeah i miss that store i can't believe i'm 
I'm sure it would have probably closed during the pandemic with things going I don't know on, if it would have but... closed during the pandemic. It closed because of the lease at Westgate. Yeah, so West there's Gate's this mall in Madison <laughs> that's been abandoned for about 10 years, if not more. It's just been everything's been coming out of it and, and leaving. And they and this craft market was there. And instead of moving everything, they they just closed instead. And they were going to have like a big closing sale, but it was during April. So mm-hmm. it w- it sold art supplies. It sold craft supplies. It sold toys. It sold yarn. Mm-hmm. Such a cute shop. It was so nice. It was, it was so great. And someone could take up the, the helm of the local yarn that they sold mixed with the art supplies and maybe make it a little bit smaller because it was pretty big. They would probably do really well because they could get all the customers that went there because it was basically like a better local Michaels or Joanne's. Mm -hmm. So that's my hope for that. But anyway, I tell people that I'm from Madison, not not just for the sake of the fact that Madison is a bigger city that I can reference on a map or I can say that it's the capital of Wisconsin. I usually say like I either grew up right outside of Madison or I grew up in Madison but the thing is, I don't mind saying that I grew up in Madison because I went to Madison every day yeah. for about four or five years in a row because I had dance class. I had I had dance class twice a week. I had Hebrew school twice a week. I had Sunday school. And those overlapped a little bit. I had WISO, which was the, the Wisconsin Youth Symphony Orchestra. So I was in Madison Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. Basically did grow up there. Yeah. <laughs> Bless my mother for doing that. But she used to do this thing. There used to be a bunch of really good art film houses that would show weird films. We used to have a great Sundance theater that was bought out by AMC. Boo. And there was cheap rerun theaters. There was one in Westgate. Mm -hmm. At Southtown Mall. Had like dollar, two dollar movies. That one closed when I was really young, though. That one closed when I was like nine. Yeah. I was going to say, I remember going like late elementary school. Yeah, it closed, closed pretty early. There's still Market Square, so there's still a, uh, a second run of the popcorn. theater. popcorn. Oh, I need to go back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have all the good seasonings set out for your popcorn, so you can put the jalapeno yeah. cheddar one it's on It's great, and you go for like a dollar. It's so cheap. And they're really second run. Like, it's stuff that, that some of the things that are, are so late there that you can buy them on DVD and watch them or whatever, but it's so much more fun to go to the movie theater and pay a dollar. Yeah. But uh, I remember seeing A Mighty Wind there when I was six not six when i was like eight and a mighty wind is my favorite of the christopher guest mockumentaries i think it's because i grew up listening to folk music and the the intricacies of that satire are insane they're so I good probably like this movie what's it called a mighty wind a mighty wind it's so funny i can't believe, God, I, I haven't shown you like any movies <laughs> that's another thing i need to start keeping track is just a whole list of I movie know. and tv show recommendations so that one my sister and i have a every couple of years we do like a a movie watch challenge where we make a list of movies to watch based on other challenges like movies by your favorite director that you've never seen before and all sorts of stuff like that and we're doing that again this fall which was a lot easier before i got this job but because i'm getting back so late and i'm just dog tired when i get back yeah it will be really nice since you're living together now to be able to do that yeah it's been it's been fun but a mighty wind is on that list so whenever we watch it i'll just send you a message sounds good speaking of sisters speaking of sisters (laughs) let's talk about invisible sister from 2015 and let me tell you you can tell yeah 
I realized last week I said the only two Halloween movies I hadn't seen were the two that you remembered, but I didn't realize that I hadn't seen this movie. But I feel like I don't count a lot of decoms after like 2010 for me. Yeah. Because in the high high school time for me, I was still kind of watching some with the kids I would watch or my sister. And ones like Jump In, that's how I got introduced to that one. But after I went to college, I just stopped watching decoms. So I don't I don't count any of those movies. I feel like you can just say like classic decoms mm-hmm. and nobody's going to get mad at you. Like, and I mean, I think people we've said it enough that we're we're talking about movies pre yeah. pre two thousand movies that we seen. grew up with. Yeah. And it's not like there aren't good ones from post 2010, i.e. Teen Beach, Beach movie, movie. <laughs> which is great. There haven't been that many that we've even we've I mean we've only gotten this is this is the latest movie we've seen because Teen Beach movie was our last one before we did the Halloween switch. Mm-hmm. But anyway, okay, so I'm gonna read the blurb for Invisible Sister. <laughs> Which one? So <laughs> the good one, exactly. Or the bad one? <laughs> so Sarah and I have started doing the watch party option for Disney Plus because that way we can pause it and play it together and not have to worry about unsyncing, and it's been great. Highly recommend. The Hulu watch party version Awful. doesn't do that. What's it's the really point? weird. It just has a chat box. It's so dumb. Yeah, what you is have the to, point? Like if one person pauses, it doesn't pause for the other person. And if you both have ad-free Hulu like we do, it still makes... It somehow played the ad. watch ads. Yeah. It was dumb. Ridiculous. Anyway, so this is the blurb that's on the regular page for Invisible Sister. And then I'll click on the group watch one as well. Yeah, because they're one, okay. very different. It's they're either you, very different. It's either you get a very small blurb or a blurb that's going to tell you the whole plot of the movie. A really great minimal blurb that doesn't spoil anything. It leaves a lot of the imagination. Is, uh, so good. So this movie was rated G because I can't think of anything past 2010 that wasn't rated G, but we'll see. Uh, it's from 2015. It's a pretty short one. It's an hour 19, but boy, did it not feel like it. Uh, science fiction and comedy. The fact that this one isn't coming of age is crazy. Yeah, why are the ones that they don't put coming of age the ones that really should be the most? This one I almost think is more coming of uh, No, it's about as coming of age as Scream Team, but just in a very different way. Because mm-hmm. it's all about finding yourself and, and being comfortable with who you are. Which a lot of DCOMs are, but this was very strongly. This one was that. We'll hit on that in the moral part. Yeah. So the blurb, the big blurb is, Cleo has always been overshadowed by Molly, her popular older sister. But when Cleo's Halloween science experiment causes a freak accident that leaves Molly invisible, it's now Molly who nobody notices. By working together to reverse the invisibility, the sisters learn to overcome their differences and find they have more in common than they ever expected. They should they have, have, they should have stopped that before by working together. Like, they should have just ended it there because that's when they started yeah. revealing the whole rest of the movie. But it's it's the Disney blurb where they want to make it seem like it's got a moral. I mean, it's not that this movie doesn't have a moral. It just, it's right. just, it just warbles a bit. Okay, so this is the group watch blurb. A Halloween science experiment leaves Cleo's popular sister invisible. That's it? That's it. That's the whole blurb. And say so I I tend to like the ones that just one sentence, one line. 
And yeah. you figure out the rest when you watch the movie. It's enough to tell you if you want to watch the movie or not. It's just a taste. It's a taste of the movie. Sometimes it needs a little bit more. Like, I think it was Don't Look Under the Bed that was like... No, it wasn't Don't Look Under the Bed. Don't Look, Don't Look Under the Bed was really spoilery. No, there was Especially a different the one. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me look at the... Let me look at the... the spreadsheet there was one that was like one line and it was it was like uh what happens in this movie okay yeah so xenon's the sequel is two lines when xenon is assigned the lowly task of alien detection duty she discovers that her space station is being decommissioned now she must sneak down to earth to try and stop it that's a good taste and it's got decommission. <laughs> yeah. We love it. <laughs> I remember that blurb now. Yeah, that's one of the better blurbs. Uh, okay, anyway, back to back to Invisible Sister. Basically, I'll give I don't feel like I need to actually give any more of a description than yeah. the the big chunky one, but it basically much there's tells a, you everything, yeah. There's two sisters. One's older, one's younger, one's more popular, one's not. And Cleo, the quote-unquote nerdy one, has to make a science experiment because her teacher forced her to. And she discovers invisibility. And then Molly, the older sister, the cool popular one, she... So Cleo has discovered invisibility and accidentally turns a moth invisible and this moth lands in oh, molly's I hate this scene. <laughs> water that she's put a ginger fizz into and she drinks this moth and this moth is what makes her invisible right. the moth and, is just invisible uh, it's not like it just disintegrates into the drink did she just swallow a how moth did she not <laughs> and that moth was big that moth was a big moth it was not one of those teeny little moths it was like a big big beefy moth like if you swallow that and they kind of showed her going like "Mm, that was gross but they but they weren't (laughs) like if i was her i'd be like oh my god oh my god what did i just drink yeah like uh so anyway so she's invisible and then the most ridiculous ridiculous i'm so tired the most ridiculous stupid plot line comes about where not like this whole movie's plotline is stupid, but this one specifically, where Cleo has to pretend to be Molly, and by doing that, she's like, she's like, Molly's like, we're the same size, it'll be fine, we have the same voice. They don't have the same voice at all. You can definitely tell that they are different people. They are two different actresses. If they wanted to do that, they either needed to really get two actresses who looked similar, or cast the same actress molly and cleo were not on screen enough together and shot together enough to have it matter that it was right. two different actresses like you i'll get done to that a parent trap type of thing yeah Cast i'll get to person. that later yeah because it, it bothered me a lot but anyway so cleo has to pretend to be molly and everyone's an idiot and just goes yeah this is fine and then at one point, Cleo has to play Molly's lacrosse game. And this is the best scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was maybe this whole movie was shot by like a, a sports film <laughs> director. It wasn't, though. Remember? So this director, the guy who directed this oh, film, right. also did Luck of the Irish. Up. He also did stuff. Eddie's Million right. Dollar Cook-Off. Uh, he did... His name is Paul Hohen. Or Hohen or something. I don't know how to pronounce his name. But he directed Zombies. Zombies 2. Just the movies. He's directed a bunch of episodes of, of Disney TV shows as well. Uh, da, 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 da. He did Invisible Sister. How to Build a Better Boy. I don't know if Cloud Nine is one. I think it is. I think Let It Shine is a decom. 
dad napped. The thing is, this movie is directed a lot more like Dad Napped than it is directed like uh, Jump In or You Wish or Read It and Weep. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how different directing styles are. Yeah. So he's weird because his track record is all over the place. Mm-hmm. He has Dad Napped, which is garbage, and then and directed really badly. Like that movie is directed horribly. It's written badly as well, but it's directed so badly. And then you have it mixed with You Wish, which is directed pretty well. And then and Jump It is jump directed in, pretty got well. Some weird shots in there too, but for the most part, it was directed. And the fine. slow motion is bad, but yeah, he's got a slow motion thing, and his his credits are weird. Yeah. He's got a bad credits Especially track this record. One was very strange. Yeah, the credits of this movie are just clips from the movie mm-hmm. of the sisters. That's it. There's no. It's not bloopers, which are fun. It's not. It's not like stills right. for, from the picture from yeah, the movie. Yeah, for a while I thought not... it was gonna be like moments where Molly's supposed to be invisible, and the shots during the during the movie were where, when she was invisible. So you just see like a floating towel or something. And I thought the end mm-hmm. credits were gonna be showing her actually doing those things. Yeah, not invisible. Like you could see her doing them, which would have been a more that would been fun. And it's not like it needed to to ruin the magic of it for kids or anything. It's not like we needed to see someone in a green suit, but just to see Molly being being herself while being invisible would have been a yeah, yeah. would have been a fun credit sequence. I didn't even think about that. I don't know why they just but did. no the credits were dumb. Yeah, we just watched the movie. We don't need They're to so see boring. all these scenes again. Yeah, it was weird. But anyway, so. Cleo has to do the lacrosse game, and then they figure out how to make an antidote, and so they have to do that. And then they go to this Halloween party, and then they get all these pieces to make this huge, like, oh, I don't remember what the what the thing is, but they get all these tubes and this huge beaker, and it's just, it, and they make this thing in, like, ten minutes, and it's like, this is totally unbelievable. Also, when Cleo is making this invisibility serum, basically, she is at her house and has dozens of beakers and right. does she have her test own little science lab at, her, at house? her house yeah it was weird. maybe i mean it was a nice house maybe they can afford having a lab too but yeah oh my god not that really realistic so nice. also this movie takes place in new orleans which is cool mm-hmm. but it's not they're like trying to show off new orleans but like they never mention that it's new orleans i just know it's new right orleans, we can tell from like the jazz band stuff and the street the jazz cars, the jazz band stuff the street car the, the, the architecture yeah. mm-hmm. oh my god that gray bird was cool but so weird <laughs> so anyway so there, there's not much more to sum up than that there's some character interactions but whatever what do you want to start with uh, I feel like the just, other movies. We can it, just jump into moral since we've already kind of talked about moral. it, and it's a very obvious one. So, is it obvious though? Because I have a couple of different ones. I should say, this movie I have a post it. Just the singular not one. Not because yeah. it was. Yeah, I will say it's not because it was like so bad and all this stuff. It was just a little kind of like there's no fun. The script was terrible. The story was fine, but the script yeah, was bad. Yeah, I didn't write down a lot of quotes. It's mostly just like weird things I, I noticed and I wanted to write down so I wouldn't forget. I wrote down two quotes and one of them is is, is not a good quote. One of them is hate this. Um, so this movie was, the story was by four people. Two of them were women and two of them were men and they were brothers, I'm pretty sure, because they had the same last name. 
and the men were the one who wrote the screenplay, which makes me really upset because this movie is all about sisterly love and learning Sisters to love in yourself high in your own and their skin. dialogue, and they say so many things in this movie that you would never say. They use sis. We hate when people say sis. Ugh, nobody in English uses sis or bro, ever. Unless they're just, like, it's talking, very like, hey, common. Bro, like, you know, guys like that, but... No one says it like sister, brother. No, it's so common in other languages. Like I just, you know, I was living in Japan and, and they they only refer to each other by older sister and younger sister and older brother and younger brother. And like that's that's a thing. It's a cultural thing. But in American English, we never say that. I've never heard anyone over the age of like five say right. it. I imagine going up to my sisters and saying, oh, hey, sis. They'd be like, what? What is oh, hey, what's wrong with you? <laughs> So that really bothered me. And it's not like men can't write about being comfortable in your own skin and 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 understanding who you are, which I didn't even write down that moral, but it kind of is the right moral. Um, so I'm going to say that one later. But the way that they were writing it was very much supposed to be geared to being comfortable as a young woman. Mm-hmm. And maybe not as much for Cleo, but definitely for Molly. Because it was all about how Molly is, like, the pretty hot one. And Cleo's like, I'm not... Boys don't like girls like me. Because I'm, like, weird. And it was just... Cute guy could never like a girl like me. Here's the thing. I... When I was in high school... I had a lot of similarities similarities with Cleo. Not, like... Not so much the fact where she was, like, the super science genius for some reason. But... I understood... Liking someone who was quote-unquote cooler than you and not believing that they could like you back. Which, mind you, that only happened to me once in high school. And it wasn't like the super cool kid. It was like the cool kid in my circle of friends. So the fact that she also had to like this... I hate that the super smart chemistry guy was a jock. Not because it's like, well, they can't be jocks. It's the way that they did it, where he's like, I can't let my friends on the football team know that I'm a science geek. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I hate that too. And nobody ever said that. Nobody ever said that he could tell them that, and they wouldn't yeah. care. That moral was never, never ever never explained, or I didn't I didn't register after the movie that they never really gave us closure with that. You could only be a science nerd in secret <laughs> if you're a jock. You could only be a science nerd in secret. You could only be. You could only be smart in, if you were in the smart circle. If you weren't in the smart circle, you had to hide it. And so part of the reason that I didn't write that much for this movie is because I just... Stuff that bothers me to that extent, I will remember. Unless I'll write, like, a little note about it. But I just... This movie... This movie... I'll talk about this later, obviously. But this movie was not the worst like I would watch this before I watched other movies but it was it had a lot of flaws Mm -hmm. agreed so I have two morals that I wrote down and then one moral that I literally just thought of and said before so I guess yeah uh, be comfortable in your own skin is one yeah that's I think I have like different things written down but they all pretty much mean the same exact thing they're just different things that they said during the movie that are kind of pretty. Oh, yeah, you got the actual lines. Yeah, I have a couple of them. I missed them because my brain was functioning at like half speed. Yeah, the one that I think you were going to write down, but you're like, I already forgot what it is, is... (laughs) I sure did. Being a part of something bigger than yourself makes you better. 
or something yeah, along the lines. that's like, not what they did. Yeah. No, I, I, but like, I don't know if that's necessarily what the movie was trying to explain, but it's, it doesn't, that didn't happen. Yeah, that's the thing is like a lot like, of these that things never that happened. in this movie are just like, okay, they're going to like touch on this in the end and then it, they just don't. <laughs> yeah. And what's another one? Um, you never know what you can accomplish when you open up the world a little bit. That one, I believe. Mm-hmm. That one's not yeah, bad. That one's better than the other. Don't quote. close yourself off is a, is a good one. Yep. You're like, oh, uh, keep doors open type thing. I didn't look up any any of the proverbs for this one because I don't remember any proverbs that sound like any of these ideas. But yeah. It, this And it's not like when you close a, a door, a new one opens. It's definitely more like you have to keep yourself open. So I like that one. The only other thing I have written down is um, the metaphor of taking your headphones off, which goes along <sighs> with like opening yourself up to the world and yeah. taking things in. I have two. One is stupid and one is not, I guess. <laughs> the first one I have, I wrote down really early, which is don't be a loner. Which kind of was the moral of this movie in a lot of ways, where they just kept getting mad at Cleo for, yes, closing herself off, but also being a loner. Mm-hmm. For some reason, being alone is not okay, despite the fact that being alone in high school is hard. Yeah. You're always surrounded by yeah. people. It's hard, and it's, it, it can weigh on you a lot. So I don't like that one, and I didn't like that they were going for that. And I didn't like that in the end, so right before the end credits, there's a shot of Cleo and her friends and Molly's friends all getting Froyo or whatever Froyo together. Froyo slow-mo montage. And they show this montage. really cute shot, yeah, of, like, Cleo and Molly doing this hug and, like, holding each other and being really happy. But it's, like, Cleo has completely changed her style. She's wearing, like, bright, peppy clothes. She doesn't have her heavy eyeliner on anymore. And it's, like, okay, are we breakfast clubbing this? Right. Because making Ali Sheedy's character wear pastels and, sh- and stuff didn't change who she was on the inside and definitely didn't make her look better. So, yeah, I guess mm. when she was dressing as Molly during the rest of the show, it just stuck. And that's a terrible thing to be like, oh, you pretend to be this other person and then it just sticks in the end and that's who you are now. Yeah. I hate it. I hate, hate yeah. it. And my second one is a quote that I had to hear all through my college years because it was like the unwritten moral of my theater department which is be comfortable with the uncomfortable Mm. yeah which isn't not the moral but i think being open is more true yeah i think the being open be yourself is more what they were going for but i think that's definitely a an umbrella moral i think the be yourself and i think be yourself isn't i think be comfortable in your own skin is a little bit more what they ended up doing than be yourself, despite the fact that they wanted to do be yourself, because it obviously had to do with Cleo being comfortable with being herself right. as it's Cleo, just, not being Molly. Yeah. yeah. They're very, very similar. They're very similar. Yeah. But I still don't think that either of them is the true moral. I think that the keeping yourself open, yeah. it's not open to change. It's op- I think open yourself up to the world is the moral. I agree. Okay, cool. I'm not going to say that it did great, though. <laughs> oh, no, definitely not. I mean, it, I would rank it a lot lower if we were talking about the other morals of being yourself. But if yeah. it's keeping yourself open, at least there's more room for ranking it a little higher. I actually found exactly the right movie 
that I think that this lines up with for moral, and that's the Sweet Life movie. I was, when I was doing all my rankings and stuff, thinking about it ahead of time, I kept going between Frenemies and Sweet Life movie. I don't think this one's moral is as bad as Oh, no, not the moral. Just like in general, like since it was around the same time. Yeah. The thing is, I kept going to Frenemies because of the yeah. time of it and because it did have a very similar right. I was comparing it like test overall of time feeling because of high school mm-hmm. yeah but I think frenemies is worse on all counts for me yes. at least but for the sweet life one of walk a mile in someone else's shoes it's like that moral wasn't not there and it wasn't the wrong moral for the movie but it just wasn't done well it's like they they thought of this moral and then they went okay we're gonna put that on the shelf and make a movie without it and then we'll try and shoehorn it in Mm -hmm. afterwards and do it badly so yeah i think i'm gonna give it a four i think the thing is i don't think that this moral is worse than the sweet life movie so i don't want to give it a three five i think i think a four is right and it's about the same moral-wise, I think, as Halloween Town 2, which is what I have also had as a four, where it's like the moral is there, but it, boy, is it not done well. It's It couldn't it could be worse. Yeah. I mean, it could be. It could be not there at all, i.e. now you see it, or it could be really bad, i.e. Z3 or uh, Halloween Town High, which... Oh, boy. Uh, Halloween Town High. <laughs> I think... I'll probably keep mine at the same. I have Sweet Life 2. I have that one at a 5, but I have mm-hmm. Halloween Town 2 at a 4 or 5. So it's kind of like I could go either way. 4, 7, well, 5. I, or a 4, 7, 5. I always forget about the quarters. Let's do that. 4.75. Quarters. All right. Sounds good. Oh, one thing that I'll say about this movie that I haven't mentioned yet. I have mentioned that the script is terrible and the direction is bad, but not not horrible. The acting is really good. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone in this movie does a really nice job. Cleo, Molly, Nikki, Coog is fantastic. Molly's boyfriend is the best character. He's a big dumb idiot. I feel like idiot. at the beginning I was like, I, I don't know about this. But like as time went on, I'm like, okay, this is really fun. Kind of like Teen yeah. Beach movie with, um, oh my gosh, why can't I remember his name? Oh, um, the pretty, is, is the his pretty name Hunter? No. Yeah. Is it? it Tanner? Tanner. Tanner. I was, I was with close to Hunter. Yeah, Tanner. Yeah, or, yeah. It was, was very really similar fun. to that. Obviously, a Teen Beach movie. I liked way more with that oh character my God, substantially. <laughs> but Coog was really Coog is a really sweet character where he just he's this big dumb idiot, but it turns out he just really cares about Molly and he just wants the best for her, and it's really nice. And it's it's it, it that part th- that was done well. And then there's the only one that I'd say is maybe not good was the boy who was like Cleo's love interest Car- i can't remember his name carter i think the cur the guy with the curly hair yeah curly hair boy dude. yeah that's carter oh yeah curly hair boy so curly hair boy <laughs> does this really sweet thing in the end where molly pretends to be cleo by wearing coog's bear costume and then he, he thinks that cleo is gonna show up to the halloween party as a bear so he wears this homemade honey outfit and it's really mm-hmm. a really sweet moment but instead of making it a really sweet moment they turn carter or whatever his name is curly haired boy into a jerk where he's like well you didn't come in costume yeah and now i look like an i was idiot. really really sad when he started getting all angry because oh. when he first came out in the honey suit i'm like oh my gosh he's dressed as honey and he thought she was gonna be a bear this is so cute why is it so cute and then he yeah. started getting really mad, and that was just really annoying. But... Yeah, that was really frustrating. 
But anyway, the performances are really good. If the perf- And I think that's part of the reason that this one does stand above Frenemies and Dadnapped. Mm-hmm. Is that in Dadnapped and Frenemies, there were some people that can perform really well. I mean, Emily Osment is not bad. And Zendaya David Henry is obviously fine. not bad. In Frenemies, and but... yeah, Zendaya is fine. I'm not even saying like in the movies. I'm saying as performers in general, mm-hmm. they're yeah. good. But in those movies, they do such bad jobs. There's, and I don't know if it's direction or what, but they are unbearable to watch in those movies. But in this movie, they're really they're okay to watch. Yeah, and you it's, can it's tell that pleasure, they, Yeah, yeah, you can tell that the, the like the things they were given to say weren't all that great and not too interesting but what yeah. they did with what they were given yeah i give them credit for i agree okay so test of time some so okay the first thing i'm going to talk about for me personally is the invisibility effects because Ooh. some of them were really good yeah the effects when molly is wearing an a, an outfit that ha- that is turning invisible with her it looks really good mm-hmm. and some of the stationary invisibility things where she's there's like a towel put over her or she, there's that scene where she's wearing the dorothy outfit in front of the mirror and she's just kind of turning a little bit that one looks really good yeah when the she's walking when... slippers oh looked bad yeah when it first started we were like okay this looks fine because it was just like the sheets moving and mm-hmm. then they started using the the slippers, which were computer animated, or oh, they're so I don't, bad. They however, they did be. it. It's just like, why does it look so fake and so bad? It looks really fake, also because besides the fact that it was computer animated, but it's like slippers don't walk like regular shoes. Yeah, they slippers they aren't sli- like they slip on they the slide. ground. They slip yeah, inside. <laughs> I don't know why they did it like that. It was I don't know if it made if they were like, well, it doesn't look like she's walking. It's like okay, it's because she's wearing slippers. Yeah, and then there was that part. When they were, there was a part where they were trying to get another moth and they're in the cemetery and Molly falls into a, a muddy puddle and mm-hmm. she gets out. And when she's it getting looks out, so good it when looks she's getting so out. I'm like, good. wow, how come the rest of the scenes don't look like this one? And then they it zoom looks, in on her yeah. and it's, it's not as great anymore. They zoomed in on her and, and did her and showed her face and her face was wet. So it was reflecting. And for and part of the problem is that it was reflect, reflecting all of her face, which it wouldn't do. It was reflecting her bright white teeth, which mm-hmm. would not happen. So, also, this movie just had a lot of back and forth close ups. And another thing, actually, the most egregious thing about this movie is the fact that when people are talking to Molly when she's invisible, they look directly into her eyes. Yeah. There is no there was, like. I think there was one scene. Molly would be moving, and then Cleo would still be talking to where that was she right was the before, yeah. and that was the most realistic part. But yeah, but she would there. turn, she would turn and hear Molly's voice in another place, and look directly at her again. And at one point in, in the lacrosse in the lacrosse game, there were two moments. She she high fived Molly, which it's possible that Molly like lifted up her hand and high fived her, and they just shot it a little bit weird. Which I have this maybe fake memory of that happening. But then at one at the end of the game, Molly gives Cleo a hug, and Cleo like. A wraps her arms around her, which was weird to begin with, because what would people and, think she was yeah, doing? No one. And how would she know that, that she needed a hug? Yeah, nobody questioned it. But actually, so on the IMDb trivia, that's the first thing. That's the first. That's the first trivia point is that people look her directly in the eye. And I mentioned this to Sarah, but a movie that does this really well is Ghost, 
In Ghost, Whoopi Goldberg has to talk to Patrick Swayze, but she can't see him. So she talks in his direction a lot, or she just kind of talks around herself because he moves a lot. And a lot of the times when he's sitting directly across her, you can see that she's looking in his direction, but she's either looking a little bit to the side or she's looking a little bit above or below. And it's just so well done. It's so well done. And the Mm -hmm. fact that that was a complete oversight in this movie is egregious. Like, it's just... It's like 101 and it's immediate. It's so quick. It, and the fact, and I've talked about this before, but there was no reason that they had two separate actresses as these sisters because when they were shooting them together, they, were, they wouldn't shoot them very often in the same shot. They would do like individual back and forth shots, which especially is like, why did you need two different actresses? Right. If you're going to shoot They should have like just this. made it so that they were twins and then they could have mm-hmm. just cast one of them to play both of them like i get they're not supposed to be twins so they can't look exactly the same but maybe just there are siblings that look really similar though there are siblings that look close to identical like make them look a little different but then so that if they're wearing a mask they still look i don't know there's got to be a way yeah no it was it was completely unbelievable that that Cleo would be able to get away with that. Right. And they were and there was a whole point about how they're the same size when Cleo was very evidently shorter. And they did talk about how, how Cleo doesn't have the same posture as Molly, but it was like it was really obvious that yeah. it was Cleo. I mean there was a she, scene when you could tell Molly was wearing heels and like Cleo mm-hmm. wasn't, so she yeah. did look taller, but I'm trying to remember what they if they were more similar in height when they were both wearing like sneakers at the lacrosse game or something. No, Molly was still taller, taller. than her. Mm-hmm. And they're not the same size at all. Mm-hmm. Like in, in any, it, and they have very different bodies. They have very different faces. They had similar hair, I guess. It was just a really bizarre choice to make. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of- And the girls did a good um, job, but- Well, actually you were talking about Gouda yesterday. So that's what got me thinking of She's the Man. But then I was also thinking about that in terms of- like pretending to be someone else. I'm like, well, and she's the man. I guess they can get away with it. Yeah, because they didn't they didn't know Sebastian. So yeah. and then Amanda Bynes did a good job of like she would try to hide when it was like his girlfriend or someone who would have yeah. been able to tell the difference. So that's a good way to do it. Like you have to make it so that you're around people who wouldn't have known the difference if you were pretending to be them or not. I'm trying to think of like siblings I know that actually look similar because neither like my sister and I don't look similar at all. My and then siblings, you and your sisters don't yeah. look similar at all. Like you and Gina have similar hair and are a little bit more similar, but she's shorter than you. Yeah. I mean, we'll see when she's Yeah, older, when she hits college. Yeah. <laughs> she's still pretty young. But. It just it's it's and these she's supposed to be able to be undiscovered by not only her best friends, but her sister's best friends. So it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, at least they don't have the problems that we had in Halloween Town High. This movie, I mean, this movie. Racist stuff. Yeah. I mean, part of the problem is that this movie is from 2015. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit easier to give it a pass. I think I'm going to rate it the same as Cowbells. I think that's a fair comparison. Mm, do I want to rate it the same as Don't Look Under the Bed and Halloween Town 2? I'm waffling between, I think I'll give it a 6.25 because I do think that in the end it will hold up a little bit better than than Cowbells because obviously Cowbells had some touchy things in it. And this one, I don't think there is anything too offensive and the the outfits are very simplistic. There's some stuff mm-hmm. that's not going to hold up well, but 
There's yeah. Most of the outfits were just like a cardigan and a shirt. I have you wish at a seven. I have. I don't know if I want to give it as high as you wish though. You don't have to. I just gave you wish a way lower score than you, like a whole point lower. I think I'm gonna give it a six five. I take it back. I think it. I think a six five is is fine because you wish has. God, that fashion. And the slow motion was really oh, bad. The effects were not right. good in you wish. I forgot about the fashion in And the thing is, I have to give credit where credit is due that the good effects were really, really good. And the bad effects weren't any worse than the movies that I gave a 6 or a 6.5. So it's like, maybe I'll drop it later on. But I, and I, 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 I'm, it's very possible that I'm just being nicer than you and that's also okay. Yeah. I think I'll do... I might do 6.75. I might be all about the quarters today. Do it. Because I want to go, I don't know. Like you said, the style in You Wish wasn't great, but I think that one didn't have as much of the the terrible computer animated stuff. 6.75 is what I'm going to stick with I think for that's now. fine. Yeah, just to put it a notch under You Wish is fine. I'm just putting it above You Wish. Yeah. But, yeah. I also, I might bump You Wish up to a 6.25 down the road when we do our when we do our end of season wrap in a couple months yeah okay i'm going to stipulate that i have literally nothing on my post-it that i haven't talked about or that i maybe there i like i said i have two quotes i'm now looking at them i don't even think i'm going to talk about them because they're not even good (laughs) do you want to do stuff that i have written down or do you want to talk about grading first i have okay i have two things three things on my post-it that i'll talk about I'll talk about them first. So first of all, this movie starts off with Cleo going to class and putting her over-the-ear headphones on and going to sleep in a class. That definitely would not fly. No, not in a study hall, like in a class, in her science class that her teacher apparently cares so much about her in. And it it was so unbelievable. And then they do this weird conversation where they're talking about bands and they're like, who are you listening to today? Fits in the tantrums? And she's like, no, it's the hives today. It's like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And then I have... So at one point when Cleo is pretending to be Molly, she goes to something called Pep Circle, which is a group of like the student council, I guess, sitting in a circle in the gym talking about things that make them happy and why they like themselves or why they don't like themselves or what they want to do for the school and blah, 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 blah. And I was sitting there. I'm like, is this, is a, this class? a class? What is it this? has to be a class because <laughs> it's during school time. Yeah. And it's just like there was no teacher. At least I didn't see one. It was just a bunch of students no, sitting wasn't. in a circle. And it was just like, this would not happen. There's always a student or a teacher supervisor. And and it, was, and it was also never explained what pep circle was. And I was, just, it was a really long scene. And in this scene, Cleo like talks about how she's invisible and how she's never the one who gets chosen for anything and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, okay, I guess she has to change herself. If the moral had been be comfortable in your own, your own skin, it would get like a one because she isn't comfortable in her own skin. She has to change herself. Yeah. But the fact that it's be open. I was thinking open, that too. I was like, oh, I would rank that so much lower. If the it fact was that it's be open, moral. which is, which they do. It, they do better and because it's not about yourself it's just about being open to other people and everything now mm-hmm. let it slide but yep. the last thing on my, my post-it I'll talk about is the fact that these actors all look like they're in high school because they were in high school yeah we love that yeah the oldest person Molly was I think 16 the girl played Cleo was only 
14, which was a little bit young. She looked really young. And she looked really, especially young when she put her mask on. And she had looked her like hair, a baby. Like, parted down the middle yeah, and pulled she in the looked, back. And she looked covering 12 up her, in that picture. Yeah, in that she part. usually has like thicker eyebrows, but you couldn't see her eyebrows with the mask on. Like, she looks like a baby. That was the thing. Like She wasn't wearing like a lot of makeup under that. And she had like her, like her cheeks. Like they had a lot of, you know, they were like baby cheeks, you know, mm-hmm. like kids have. And she looked really young. And the girl who played Molly didn't look like that she looked like a teenager like a real older high school teenager yeah so that was a weird choice it's not the fact that the girl who played cleo did a bad job and she's she's good she was in girl meets world and she was in a couple other things and she's she's good she's a good performer not that girl meets world was good and had a lot of problems but she did a good job it was just a weird choice to cast someone that young because i don't think she was supposed to be that young i thought she was supposed to be like a sophomore or junior, but I guess she was supposed to be a freshman. Yeah. I mean, I always took, I always assumed that, well, not always, because I just watched it yesterday. I assumed that she was supposed to be a freshman or a sophomore since her sister was supposed to be older. But this is supposed to be, your sister's only two years older than you. So she, right. she, so, she so if she was a junior or a senior, like if she was a senior, I would have been a sophomore. So yeah. she couldn't have been a junior unless they were just a year apart. Well, that's I mean, your own, that's are, your but... own problem. <laughs> No, it's not like being a freshman was a bad thing, but it was like she was supposed to know so much about high school, but she'd only been in high school for like a month. And it's also very possible that when this movie was shot, the girl who played Cleo hadn't even been in high school yet because this movie came out the October of her being 14. And they obviously shot it the year before. Earlier than that. Yeah. So it was just a weird choice. Not that she did a bad job. It's just she she was young. But it was, like, uh, just going back to it, though, it was nice to see a bunch of teenagers play teenagers as yeah. opposed to a bunch of 20-somethings play teenagers, which mm-hmm. is rare even for Disney. I mean, Disney still does a lot of 20-somethings that play teenagers. 30-somethings. <laughs> Hannah Montana <laughs> with her brother. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I was I was even thinking of Colt Sprouse and Riverdale. Oh, yeah. And all of them oh, my in Riverdale. Gosh, right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that, that that's my post-it. Everything else I've either talked about or it's one of the terrible quotes. Yeah. Let's and see. I don't even want to read. They're not funny. I wrote them down because I feel like I had to. Yeah. Let's see what I have. I have at the beginning when they're doing, when the parents are leaving. I forget. Do we even see the parents at the end of this movie? They, they just, they just leave forever. <laughs> no, they're there. They, they hug, they hug Cleo at her science right. seminar. Right, but at the beginning. They're so bad. They are, they are typical decom parents yeah. they are they're, i have that written uh, down like oh they're they're uh, the typical decom parents but when they're leaving and they're parting ways with their kids they do this huddle and they go one two three family family so really that's your thing is just family they don't even say their last name which i don't know what it is i i don't know either i have all the ins- they said it, the inspirational but... posters in molly's God. room courage oh, wisdom man. teamwork, teamwork. So jumping back to the parents quick, though. So the one shot that we see the parents talking, they're talking to Molly and they're like, Molly, you've got your lacrosse game tomorrow. Do it. Do well. We believe in you. And then they turn to Cleo and they're like, study, Cleo. Yeah. Take some breaks from your studies every once in a while. And they say it with like this, like, oh, you're here. Yeah. It was just like, ew, who does that? It's really awkward. (sighs) (sighs) Um... What else? The invisible driver scene when they're in their convertible. Oh, that was fun. And uh, Molly's driving, but she's invisible, so no one can see her. And Cleo's just in the passenger seat, and they go by this old lady who's like, who's driving the car? We see her later on the... the on the trolley. The, the streetcar, uh, street yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was just... 
like you brought up in the watch long, why wouldn't you just put the top up off your convertible so it's not yeah, so just put the weird top looking? Up. Oh, uh, so weird. I wrote down Romp Swamp because that's what we thought the name of the the dance was called, but it's Romp the Swamp. We're just like Romp Swamp. Better, but still not great. Romp Swamp. Um, the microscope scene when Molly's invisible and she oh, keeps moving the right? microscope. And I'm just like, why are you? She's just trying to eavesdrop on this conversation, but she keeps moving the microscope so oh, it looks like man. it's floating. Like, why don't you leave, leave the microscope? Speaking of microscopes, I forgot to talk about the scene where they're trying to figure out what's going on with Molly's cells. So they take Molly's DNA and they put it on a microscope slide and then they put it under the microscope and they're like, oh my God, the invisible fats are soon going to take over all of the the sugars in your cells. The center of the nucleus. Yeah, the the center of the nucleus of your cells is getting eaten by this sugar. And it was like, wow, cool. This isn't how any of this would work and i don't know anything about science but i know for sure that this is all garbage (laughs) oh gosh um i have one is it is it kook or coop coog Coog. like cougar cougar that makes more sense i i yeah yeah okay i had subtitles on that's the reason i know nice i should have done that but it takes up a whole box on my screen on disney plus for some reason um, when he's going to the bathroom in that really disgusting bathroom. Don't know why it's supposed to be like that. Oh, right. I, I think it's because they were trying to make it known that it's a boy's restroom and it's messy. Oh, but so it, weird. They don't It was look like, like dirt that. on yeah. the ground, water on the ground, papers and trash everywhere. And then they, and then they zoomed in on Coog when he was on the toilet, like, going to the bathroom <laughs> and they like show it's like super close up of him like making a face like he's crapping yeah, it's it was like, this is an awkward face but before he goes into the stall so he gross. goes watch my fur dudes because he takes off his i wrote that costume. down i wrote that down that was that was the quote that i was like this is a good quote but i was like i just i don't want to read one quote yeah. and then um Mo- molly comes in invisible and she's talking and it's just like Ugh. people can still hear you and you even commented and he like how can i his girlfriend's yeah, he's just voice like, is there a chicken here <laughs> uh, uh, let's see uh, do i have anything else oh when they're getting all the equipment for their elixir thing at the end and they're just i think it was oh the song yeah uh Gosh, who goes by the the organ and takes the pipes and says, "Ooh, sounds better without Coog. these notes." Was that Coog? Coog. <laughs> See, all the quotes I have written down are from him. That doesn't. When they're doing me. this montage of like getting all of the stuff to do the experiment at the Halloween party to turn her back, this really peppy, weird, out of place music comes into play, and it's just so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. Oh, sidebar. But when we first started watching this movie, I was like crud is this not a halloween movie did i make a mistake but i was like it came out in october and it's it, invisible it, it, it's system, about invisibility like yeah i think it should be and then about halfway through the movie it really turned into the not even halfway no that's At a lie the beginning like they showed halloween one third yeah but that was like really quick but it was like one third once they got to the halloween party with like 20 minutes left of the movie yeah. that's when it was like really halloweeny there was a part of the cemetery but that really didn't feel like it was Halloween. No. Also, okay, about the cemetery, I forgot to mention this earlier, but the cemetery was really cool because it wasn't a cemetery. It was a bunch of mausoleums. Yeah, which is really fascinating to see them. 
fascinating, but it was really weird that they were just walking around them and looking for a moth there. Well, apparently they they had to be in the the darkest place with the brightest moon or something like that. But oh god, yeah. I get that they, they can't to find the exact darkness. same moth. <laughs> like they just didn't find the exact same type of type of moth. That, which is like, there's so many types of yeah, moths. And she spots it from a mile away. Like, oh, there's the ma- moth. It's like you would not see that from oh my god. way down. Yeah, it was like way up in the air on one of the 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 mausoleum like statues. It was yeah. so stupid. Anyway, I'm done. Yeah, that's all I have too. That's all my stuff. Oh okay. Oh, ranking. Mm, I think I'm going to be nicer to this movie than I should, but I think I also technically should rank something lower. But I think this is better than the Sweet Life movie. I was thinking that too. I'm like, honestly, I like this better than Sweet Life movie, and I gave that a C, so I've got to go. Okay, good. Okay, so I think I'm going to go C+. Yeah, I would watch this before I think this, this will be I my first C+. Plus. Oh, heck yes. And I would, I, I, I would not be against having to watch this again down the road yeah. because the performances are good. And it, it, it looks good. Like, as a movie, it looks good. And the story's not terrible. But I don't want to. Right. If someone forced me to, I would. <laughs> but I don't want to. And yes, I would watch this wholeheartedly before I watched the Sweet Life movie. Okay, cool. Yeah. I thought you were going to be way meaner no. to it than I was. I think, yeah, the only thing that, the only other C-plus I have is Double Teamed. And we know I didn't love that one either. So I think this is a fair I think that, yeah. Um, comparison in terms and of And I grading. might bump down Double Teamed at some point. But yeah, okay. Whew, yeah, because yeah. it's like this I think one, this they're is both a C+. fine movies. They're just ones that I have mm-hmm. problems with both of them. Mm-hmm. So it knocks it down under a B. So yeah, yeah, stellar. Okay, that was quick and painless. <laughs> there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing else really more to say about why it's a C plus. We've really talked about it, and if you compare it to the other movies, it's it's pretty obvious why. You'll just have to listen to our other episodes. Oh, watch the whole season so <laughs> far. Yeah, I'm tired. I shouldn't be tired. But, like, you know that first week at work where you, nothing feels like a routine Yeah, yet. your brain is functioning on overtime because you're trying to figure out all this mm-hmm. stuff and get adjusted. Yeah, it Overdrive. Yeah. You got a good decom mission for the week for everyone? I would say be open to new things or just be open yourself to the world. But don't do that right now, please. Yeah. Do it virtually. <laughs> Take your headphones off. Take in the Take sound. your headphones off. Take your headphones off. If you've got a way to go outside, like near your apartment, like you or your house, and you've got like a backyard, or you've got something that will keep you socially distanced, just take a minute, turn off your, they just just turn stuff off and just open yourself up, and maybe even just meditate, mm-hmm. and just just open. Oh, this is gonna sound so cheesy and ridiculous, but just like open your chakra, and like you know that just that your like chest, like you can feel your chest when it's like really tight, and you can feel really closed oh, off. Me constantly. But if you just kind of. <laughs> yeah. I know, but if you just take a couple breaths and just open yourself up, maybe don't open yourself up to the world necessarily, but just open yourself up because you'll just feel better. Yep. And just breathe. I feel like a lot of days, especially at work, wearing a mask all day, I just forget to Mm -hmm. deep breathe. And I think that's where a lot of my tightness comes into. So remember to breathe. Go outside, unplug, Mm -hmm. deep breaths. As, Don't eat moths. Like you said, it may sound cheesy, but I'm all about that stuff, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've got. That's all I got, too. Next week last is our last Halloween, Halloween movie, and, we- and oh neither boy. of us are excited. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's Return to Halloween Town. Return to Halloween either, Town or Halloween Town Will forward. it be so bad that it's going to be fun? Is it a D minus minus? Or is it F? Or will it surprise us and be an A plus? Okay? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, oh, man. 
Uh, we'll see. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited just to see how it compares mm-hmm. to Halloween Town High, but I'm also very nervous. And I'm so nervous. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like you just gotta do it. You just gotta go for rip it. Rip the bandaid so, off. Yeah. Yeah, you're really ripping the bandaid. All right. Well, we'll see everybody then. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>